I got a message for your American buddy. I'm your wife, damn it! Ah, would have to go up to the wives in the library or the supermarket and say hello. I am new here. I know, George, you think I don't know anything, but I know people. I get 18 years of my life to stand in the same spot as you. You want your file? I found you your file. You want it out? I got you out. You needed money? I found you some. Now, let's face it here. I've got to, you know, latch on to something in my life. Oh, yeah, you blind. No use to try to sweet talk me, Miss Scarlet. I know you ever since I put the first pair of diapers on you. Who was going to love me? Who, who was going to make me feel good? I wish I had a mother like me instead of nice. Nice gets you shit. I got a two-inch thick solo in steak. Sit and defrost and wait this minute. When you and Guy come over and supple with us tonight, what do you say? Supporting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite Best Supporting Actresses. My name is Nick Achanov, and what's my favorite season? Awards. And my name is Colin Drucker, and I just need to start right off the bat and say thank you, BAFTAs, for filling in the gaps and picking up the ball that got dropped by the Oscars, but we'll get into it. Hello. Hello. Yes, I definitely agree. I mean, a lot of times I say the critic's choice is the one to get it right. But really, this year, that that is passed over to the BAFTAs. Yeah, I, I, I am. I mean, of course, this week we are here to queen out about whether we love them or not. The Oscar nominations that were just announced. But, you know, also, and if you've read the Oscar nominations, you'll know why. A little appreciation for the BAFTAs as well, because... Uh, this may be a shock to no one, but there were some omissions this year at the Oscars and some really exciting nominations. And um, that's why we're here talking about this today. But yes, but before we get into that, yeah, yeah. How are you, Colin? How is how was your weekend? Oh, I'm fantastic. Uh, my weekend. I don't even know. I don't know. Did I have a weekend? Yeah. I don't know what I did. I, You know, I am. I, I am. I'm still in that stage of my life where a Wednesday and a Saturday are pretty much the same thing because, as you all know, I'm still temporary, temporarily semi-retired, though I feel like yes. at some point in the next month or two, I'm ready to change that. So um, so I guess... The- did you eat anything exciting? How about... Sorry, oh, no. Did I eat anything exciting? Well, now you're asking the questions that everybody really tuned in about. And <laughs> gosh, I wish yes. I had thought of things I'd eaten that were exciting. Well... No, no, I did not. I feel like I ordered okay. pizza more than a few times. Ooh. So I, if that that might be exciting to people who don't have pizza. So maybe I need to. What's your go-to pizza topping? How about that? Here's the deal. You want boring? You want boring, Mama? I'll give you boring. <gasps> I just like a plain. I think don't paint the peacock. Don't sure. you know? Don't put lipstick on the pig if she's pretty enough already. You know. And I think that, like, especially if you're trying out, like, a new pizza place or if there's a place you really like, I think you got to go with the plane or else you don't really know how good their pizza is, you know? That's true. I see that logic. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when you try a new Chinese food place, you get the beef and broccoli and an egg roll, you know? Or maybe the dumplings. Or the dumplings, always, if yeah. If the place has good dumplings, it's usually a good indication. Not always, yeah. but... Uh, if you get some General Tea's chicken, and I call it that because I don't know how to say his name, uh, that's <laughs> sure. also a helpful indicator. But anyway, this is now a PSA about takeout. How are you doing? I'm great. I uh, I am now you know, speaking to everyone post-birthday weekend. Uh, it was a lovely three-day weekend. I took Friday off... 
I spent the whole morning in bed watching uh, season 12 of Roni. And it was just, uh, you know, it was lovely. Keon surprised me with a, a baked good from one of my favorite, our favorite, really, uh, French bakeries. He hid it in the, one of the, you know, he like put it in a Tupperware container so I couldn't find it because I could, you know, I could sniff out a pastry of from like, like yeah. with a three mile radius of my house. Right. Um, so that was lovely. And um, I got my massage. Oh, my goodness. Uh, my, my first ever massage. It went really well. Uh, his name was Blake. He's very cute. I don't know who would play him in a movie. A movie. I've been trying to think about it all week. And he's kind of like an average Joe. He had a man bun, like medium build. Okay. Um, very like, you know, I feel like maybe not all um, people who, what is it? A masseuse? A masseuse. Sure. Yeah, I'm like, monsieur? Um, they they have like good energy, so he he was very calm. I thought he was gay, but Keon, who he uh, he gave Keon a massage like a couple months ago or something, and Keon did not think that at all. And I was so there, you know, it's ongoing. But he was very nice. I did that stupid thing, which I hate when I he shook my hand, which I feel like in like the COVID world we live in, that doesn't happen as much. You know what I mean? Did you um, kiss it by accident? What happened? <laughs> I did, yeah. I, d- I did that stupid thing where, you know, like he reaches and then he just got like the tips of my fingers. So it was, oh, just, like, oh, it was just like a dainty handshake. Yes. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, God damn it. I wish I could have just... I think it should be socially acceptable to say like, okay, hold on. We're going to try that again. Let me get a good... Because I, I have a good handshake. I'm proud of it. So... Then we had to like climb these like three flights of stairs to get to the third floor of this, uh, the massage place. And he was asking me about like, you know, what I want to get worked on or why I came in that day. And I was like out of breath. I didn't have a, it wasn't a good first impression. Um, but it was great. It was an hour massage. I, surprisingly enough, Everything felt great, first of all. But the, one of the areas of my body where I felt like so many different things. Everyone is leaning in so close right now. I know. Yeah. They're like, what? <laughs> what is he? Okay. You're going you're gonna to be disappointed. Is Was my forearms. It was so weird. Like from my wrist to my elbow, when he was working that area, my whole head was like tingling. And I have no idea why that was. Because I asked Keon, because like, you know, sometimes when people get their feet massaged or like their back or like any other spot, like it just like feels really like great. But for me, it was my forearms. Have you experienced anything like that? You know, I got to tell you, because I've had uh, I've, I've had a lot of massages, um, which I yes. can't make that sound not pretentious. It's just the truth, girl. And I'm sure. thinking about that part of my of, I think that part of, has not that in particular has not. I'm the only one. You're the only yeah. one. Though I did get a tattoo in that part of my arm, and it was uh, very painful. So there's definitely a lot of nerve endings Oof. there. Yeah. So yeah, you're yeah. not off. I think that like the 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 element of the massage where I'm just like, oh my god, I'm tingling. I think would be like, I feel like I store a lot of tension in my shoulders and my like my shoulder yeah. blades and back there. So like. If they if they can get into one of those wells, one of those little knots, and it's like oh, you found a lot of tension, you know, you I was storing yeah. it. I feel like that um, that's when it can get to that point where like this is painful, but I don't really want you to stop. Is this what BDSM sure. feels like? You know, 
Yeah, I had that feeling like on the outside of my calves, like as he was kind of going in that area, it like hurts. But I knew it was it was. Yeah, like you said, like a good kind of hurt. I was like, this sucks, but I kind of like it. And I'm just breathing through it. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, yeah, the shoulders, it was great. You know, when you flip on your back and he's just kind of like working the neck muscles i was like yes mm-hmm. that's that that was probably like a second place for me too but it was great i loved it when uh you know i came home and i hide oh, oh sorry i was gonna ask so because then that you're actually getting to my my follow-up question but i have to yeah. ask when you flipped over on your back uh did you look up at him and stare at him the entire time because that's what you're supposed to do during a massage very intense <laughs> no, eye contact it's very know, relaxing right? yeah <laughs> Uh, I would hate that as the masseuse. Right? I would just be like, please don't look at me. Yeah. Can you just looking at my waddle? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. It's the worst <laughs> angle possible to look at me. Um, I know. So I did have to wear my mask. Oh, you the did. Whole time, which when Keon went back in November, he got to take it off as soon as he was on the table, which was like a heated table, by the way. Loved that. Oh, God. Um, but I, I had to wear my mask. But to be honest, I as soon as we got into it, it was it was fine. Like, I think there's something about that little like hole where you put your face in where the mask kind of shifted a little bit mm-hmm. where I could breathe, if that makes sense. So it wasn't as big of a pain in the ass uh, as I thought it'd be. And he had a mask on, too. So there's that. But uh, you were going to ask something else. Well, I think you were saying then you went home. And so that, that's my follow up question. I mean, obviously, I, my follow up question was, did you go home or did you, are you still on the heated table? No, are I mean, like, how did you feel afterwards? How did you sleep? Like, what was the post-massage version of yourself? I felt really great. I kind of floated down the stairs uh, to, you know, the I got they gave me a glass of water. And then I sort of, you know, went to my car. And then I went to Starbucks to get my birthday drink. Uh, I kept it simple. I got an iced coffee. I got a puppuccino. Like a brew, rather. <laughs> a puppuccino, a pup cup. <laughs> They're too busy for a pup cup. That's a TikTok reference oh where a dog is just like really sad in the back seat. It's really cute. Um, but yeah, I got a cold brew with an extra shot of espresso and some cream and uh, it was perfect. And then I came home and we went out that night to a bar called Franctuary, uh, which is like a, a bar and they serve hot dogs, which makes it sound like a hole in the wall. But they're like ni- they're like cool hot dogs. They're like gourmet hot dogs, which is fun. I'm picturing this as an old church that sells hot dogs and it's called I'm Frank Schuary, yeah, like right? big a big stained glass window with obviously like, you know, the Virgin Mary holding a hot dog instead of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. The crosses are made. Yeah. The cross is made of two hot dogs. Right. <laughs> the three wise men bring hot dogs. Yeah. All three of yes, them. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Frankincense. Yeah, frankincense, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And buns. Um, Uh, But it was great. And uh, (laughs) maybe some potatoes. Yeah, right, right. Potato. Yeah. Uh, But it was great. Some friends came out and uh, it snowed on my birthday, which was cool. I I love snow. So that was an added bonus. And uh, yeah, it was a great week. Like, I'm not going to break down the entire weekend, but we we had a really great time. um, And... I think that's all I had to say about it. And now, oh yeah, you know what? I will say. Go ahead. No, I was saying now you're 36, but please, you know, part of 36 is you got something to say. What is it? Yeah, 36, feeling good. Um, I I got like an uh, I shouldn't say an early birthday gift. It was actually on my birthday. I got an invite. We talked about this offline or off mic, whatever you want to call it, um, to perform some stand up comedy. Uh, at the theater where I did my sort of stand-up 
101 uh, stint back in 2020, they're having their ninth anniversary and they asked me to do five minutes. And I was super jazzed and I said yes, but I was also like I immediately went into panic mode because I didn't want to do like the last five minutes I did didn't it didn't stand up. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it, it I was like, maybe I'll take a little bit of it. But I ended up just do, writing a whole new five minutes. So like six weeks of work crammed into like one week of work. And I feel good. Like we're recording on a Wednesday it's this Saturday, which makes me super nervous. It's like that nervous excitement, um, but I can't wait. I think it should be fun. You you have been asked back to All Stars. This is huge. Yeah. I mean, like, do do you know if anyone else from your class has been asked back? I don't think so because I got. Um, and here's my other thing too. I feel like someone dropped out because, or, or maybe you know, I'd say most like working comics have a five minute that they could just be like, "Yep, I'm ready. That's fine." But, uh, but I I don't know. My my uh, teacher recommended me, which was cool. Um, she just opened for like Tig Notaro a couple weeks ago in Pittsburgh, which is really fun. Her name is Suzanne Lawrence. She's great. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I, I did message, like, the gals. We have, like, a group chat on Facebook, and I told them about it. And then I saw, like, a little bit of the lineup, and I didn't see their names. But, I mean, who knows what will happen in the next week. So, uh, but so far, nothing. But I'm I'm excited. Yeah, that's so exciting. That's so cool that, like, yeah. who cares if someone dropped out? The fact that, like, your name came up as a recommendation it yeah, must mean it something. Cool. It cool. So... Yeah, now a regular Che Diaz. Uh, yeah, there. hey, it's Nikachanov. <laughs> yeah. Uh now that of course brings up uh, a very important question because I don't know if it was ever revealed if your first stand-up act was yeah. recorded. But will this be recorded, Keon, if you're listening? And will there be a way th- for people <laughs> to hear it or see it? Uh, yes and yes. Uh, the first one is on YouTube, actually. Oh! And I just watched it. Um, but I think it's like, it's not necessarily a private link, but I think if you search it... It's probably unlisted. Maybe I'll put it in like the notes. Yeah, yeah. The episode notes. Or maybe we'll put it on Patreon or something like that. Um, Let's do that. But I... Yeah. I, so yeah, for I watched it the yeah. other day. Yeah. I rewatched it the other day just to like see if I could maybe borrow some stuff and, uh... You know, anytime you look back at yourself, you're like, oh, man, that was rough. But like at the time, I felt good about it. Um, so, yeah, I think there's some uh, I think there will be this will also be recorded. I think I think. Oh, that's uh, so exciting. So we'll see. Oh, you've been just yeah. sitting on this. I had no idea that it was recorded, that I could have seen the act. I know. Yeah, I'll, I'll send it. To All you. right. Uh, I got a BSA of the week coming, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that's that's all very exciting news. Uh, and uh, yeah, again, sure a happy birthday. And what a great little birthday present. What a great way to start 36. Yeah. It kind of, the day that it happens on my birthday, though, it kind of just, it didn't ruin my birthday. But I, like I said, I went into panic mode because I was like, I got to start writing like right now. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to do nothing but just like repeat this five minute set for the next like 10 days in a row. Anyway. Um, well, more importantly, you, you at least know. got to see Leah throw a ravioli at Ramona, right? Did I Leah throw a ravioli? I don't know if I got that far. I'm on episode seven. I, so it's, I, it, it should have happened when they were like, they all had a fight at the restaurant and Leah's sister, Emily's there. 
and then Leah's... Oh, I haven't seen... I okay. haven't met the sister yet. Not All right, yet. so I may have spoiled a little bit that someone's going to throw a ravioli or a <laughs> That's okay. But I love that. It, it's good to know that it's coming. Oh, see, I thought it had happened very quickly after the tiki torches got thrown. So my uh, my timeline is a little bit off. That's okay. Yeah, it's all a blur, yeah. really, yeah. with Roni. Well, we are, as I said, we are here to talk about the, the Oscars and a little bit of the BAFTAs. And just for a little context for everybody, this is pretty much like best supporting after show material. This is what we normally cover in the best supporting after show. And if you're not a Patreon right now, you may remember the best supporting after show before it moved to Patreon. We were like, oh, yeah, you guys did talk about award shows and Real Housewives and what you're doing in your life. And so if you are enjoying this so far and you want even more of this in the future, all of these after show discussions will continue to be on Patreon at patreon.com slash BSA pod. But this week, the after show moves to the main feed. If you're a Patreon, you're still getting this a day early. But Mm -hmm. uh, we will not be doing a separate after show. It's all going to be here. So if you're hoping for some Rondi Reed Roni Roundup, that might even make the episode this week. So, yeah. Why don't we start with the biggest news? Uh, that indeed, award season has begun, and the uh, well, you know, I guess it, it's been happening. But you know, the uh, sure. the bell of the ball has shown up. <laughs> the Oscar nominations have been announced. I'm, I it's like I I'm excited to talk about them. I don't know how excited I am about them. There were there there really wasn't anything that I didn't already expect to happen as far as like my disappointments uh, about mass and you know maybe I was holding out for Mike Faced and best supporting for West Side Story so I, I don't know what we're maybe we can start with initial reactions of uh, how did you because I watched them announce it uh, that morning with Tracy Ellis Ross and uh, Leslie Jordan, who they should go on tour together. Like, I was loving them. I don't think I've ever actually watched the Oscar, like, announcements. I guess in my mind, yeah. maybe it was different this year, but in my mind and in movies, it's always like these announcements are always happening at, like, 4 o'clock in the morning. But maybe it, this is just, like, the actors in L.A. watching something happening in yes. the morning in New York, you know? Yeah, this is uh, same. I have never watched them live ever, ever, ever. And for some reason, I was just like, I'm going to do it because I saw that they they started randomly at fi- uh, like at 818 a.m. I don't know if that's like a tradition um, or whatever. But yeah, you're right. It, they for Leslie Jordan and Tracy Ellis Ross, who I believe both of them are on the West Coast. It was 518 and Leslie Jordan. He was doing like a one man show. It was it was great. He kept messing up the lines. He was reading Tracy's lines, and she was a pro the whole time. It was it was a joy to watch. Oh, well, I'm trying to get their own little BSAs, yeah. I see. Um, yeah. Well, I think, you know, there are so many things to say, but I feel like on the, on the topic of BSAs, why don't we just start with, you know, our namesake category? Because I feel like that's the one yes, we've please. been keeping an eye on. And we've, uh, of course, and is, the, is now, you know, uh, going to be certainly our focus for the next couple weeks, months, whatever. But I think even within the Best Supporting Actress category, there were some surprises. There were some disappointments. There were some uh, exciting possibilities. It was all, it, it's a bowl of mixed emotions. And so uh, if you'll indulge me, the list, the list of nominees include... Uh, three that we have queened out about, none other than mm-hmm. Ariana DeBose for West Side Story. 
which yes. just makes my heart swell for her. I just, I get emotional thinking of her finding out that she's been nominated, you know? Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. I see that. Uh, Kirsten Dunst for The Power of the Dog, which I think felt the most obvious. I was expecting this the most. Yes. And agreed. I would consider this a, a pleasant surprise. <clears throat> I really, it wasn't, it didn't feel like a locked, uh, you know, a, a locked in nominee for me, but Anjanu Ellis for King Richard or a scene. So proud to see so it. So proud to yes. see it. That movie was phenomenal. She is so good in that. And beyond, I mean, that kitchen scene is great, but I feel like she's, it's like the whole movie. It's like, it's everything. It's, it's her. Yeah. Ugh. Um, and then she's wonderful. Then two that I think are and that I did not see coming in the least is Jesse Buckley for Sonia Daughter in My Lost Daughter. Sonia Daughter for Sonia Morgan in My Lost Daughter. <laughs> Sonia Daughter. Sonia's daughter. Uh, Sonia's lost daughter. Uh, Jesse Buckley in Sonia's lost daughter, and Judy Dench in Belfast at. Uh, giving a performance of what Dublin Zoetrope called wallpaper. And that's what I've heard as yes. well, is that she's just sitting there the whole movie. So I can't wait to see Belfast and figure this one out. <laughs> yeah, even for us that haven't seen it, I, I pictured, I don't know, it just reminds me of like, of like, she's an Oscar winner, so throw her in there. And, and they also... I hate saying this, but I do feel like there is a template and they needed an older gal. You know what I mean? Like if I know that's not necessarily fair, but like if you look at it almost every year, it's like the June squib category. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's um, I'm I mean, I'm not mad about it, but like I, I don't understand it because like that could have been Anne, you know, or it could have been Ruth Nega. You know, yeah. for both of those, for for Jess, like take Jesse out, take Judy out, and put in Ruth and Anne. I'm telling you, if that happened, this would be the most difficult BSA race of my life. I think I. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's play that game right now. Why? Why waste any time? Let's pretend that the nominations are Ruth in passing, Anne in mass, Ariana. And Kristen, Kristen, and and that Kristen uh, Dunks, that <laughs> Tristan Dunks, uh, that Kristen Dunst and Anjanou Ellis. If those were our five options, who Ugh. would be your horse in the race? I don't know. I just did like a a skimming through Gold Derby, and not that they're the be all end all, but I I feel like they hold some weight. You know, I looked at the experts, and I also looked at the editors. Um, I didn't do like the top 24 users. I didn't do that. Not that they're, you know, they don't, you know, they have a, an opinion that matters as well. But I, I think if I, I think that Ariana DeBose would have the best speech. I, and it's really hard for me to stray away from West Side Story. I thought that performance, like she had to fight, not fight. She had to really make it her own because Rita Moreno is so that performance is so singular and I I feel <laughs> Dublin Zoetrope wasn't a fan he said something like she just did it but in like a yellow dress oh, so yeah, uh -huh. I do disagree with that I but I, I I think that there's also the narrative of her being a queer woman there's also the narrative of her winning for like the same role 60 years later mm -hmm. and I just and just like catapulting her into stardom like that, I, I, I'm rooting for that sort of moment at the Oscar. But part of me would really love to see Kirsten Dunst win too. Like, I just feel like it's, she's, 
put in the work. You know what I mean? She's like the so she's like almost like the veteran. And it's hard for me not to think of her as like, you know, Kirsten Dunst from Jumanji because she's like a grown woman now. And I loved her in Power of the Dog. Um, and and then there's Anne. But I, I just feel like Anne would have been like that nomination where we would have been like, oh, thank God she got in. You yeah. know, she's not going to win, but I'm so glad she's there. And um, that's kind of where I stand. How about you? That's a that's a pretty good summation of things. I think I think you're. I, I totally agree about Ariana Debose. I think in terms of Oscar moments, I think that would be the moment. I you yeah. know it's hard for me to not just immediately like before the question is finished, asked being asked to just say Anne Anne and Mass. Yeah. Um. <laughs> you know, it's like Kennedy pulling Milk's lipstick. You know, I just Anne. You know, yes. yes. So I, <laughs> I think that that's probably where I'm going. But I agree with you about Kirsten Dunst. There's that sense of that kind of career Oscar of like you've been just you have been doing this for most of your life, and you are finally you know getting recognized for this role and really just for your work in general. That kind of Aaron Brockovich yeah. kind of win or Sandra Bullock for The Blind Side. And I mean. I will say this. I think in terms of what that point you made about Anne being like the, oh, thank God she got nominated. That's how I feel about Anjanou Ellis. I don't know if yes. she is my pick to win, but, and if I'd like rank these, like it, it, she'd be more middle of the pack, but it's the, thank God she was recognized. Exactly. I also feel like, do you think like the vote could be split between Ariana and uh, Kirsten and like someone else random would win? You know, like there's always the possibility for that when you have so, like two heavy contenders for that category for two very different reasons. So I I don't know. It's still kind of exciting to me because I don't like even, um, you know, gentle listeners out there that have, you know, responded to our Instagram story and or tweets, you know, like a lot of it's kind of split. Like a lot of people think that our Ariana DeBose is like a shoe in and Gold Derby was kind of mixed, but I would say more so pointing towards Ariana winning. So I don't know. That's exciting. It's kind of fun. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of cool. I will say this. I do think because I know you have not seen my lost daughter yet. Yes. And I do feel like now it's obviously we have to do an episode on it because I am ready to see it again and like figure out how I feel about it. And that may I'll let you know if I think you need to see it more than once. But Jesse Buckley was not. I mean, she plays the younger version of Olivia Coleman's character. And okay. I like my memory may not serve me, but like the movie kind of repeatedly goes back to flashbacks from her life. And I don't like flashbacks anyway, because it's like, ugh, I was just getting comfortable, you know, but she was kind of my least favorite part of the movie other than like the crying children. Sure. So, oh yeah. I'm really like, so I'm like, okay, well somebody must think she's great. But then again, Someone, you know, Judy's doing Where's Waldo in Belfast, and somebody thought she was, you know, good enough to nominate. But that also makes me really excited about Belfast of, like, all right, well, is this just, you know, well, Judy did something this year, so let's nominate her. Or is there, you know, is there something going on here? And and if we're nominating performances for not having any big moments, then why didn't Ruth Neger get a nomination for, like, sustained excellence at a lower pitch you know yes exactly i it's it's very interesting after these nominations came out i think i i definitely want to watch the lost daughter 
And I definitely want to watch Being the Ricardos because that was something. I couldn't believe it got that many acting nominations. Okay. Well, I think why don't we... Maybe that's our segue into lead actress, maybe. I don't know. Yes. And then we can scoot over to, you know, maybe some, you know, best supporting actor. Because this is the first year that I'm really, I'm almost as excited about that. But yes, ladies first and uh, best actress. This is the race that I've been kind of um, not necessarily hotly anticipating, but more of just like curious of like, you know, who are you going to pick? And yeah, uh, best actress, the race. The race is on between Jessica Chastain in the eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Coleman in My Lost Daughter, Kristen Stewart in Spencer. Somebody must be sitting high in her heels right now with excitement. Yes. Uh, Penelope Cruz for Parallel Mothers, which I didn't see coming. And oh my goodness, that's exciting. Yes. And then you know who for being the you know what's. That's all Nicole. I have to say about that. I, yeah, I, I, I'm so excited to see, uh, being the Ricardos because I I have this like crazy feeling that I'm gonna watch and I'm gonna like love Nicole Kidman and you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna start to search for a new podcast co-host. Uh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I, I feel like it's gonna be one of those things that like, I and 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 listen, I fell asleep during it. I didn't even see the whole thing. What I saw, I didn't like, and I just decided to judge from there. But like. You're right. It's probably worth seeing the whole thing. Yeah. And yeah. Maybe you're going to love it. And that'll be the end of the podcast. But hey, it was a good run, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I mean, it does reek of Judy vibes, you know, like the Renee mm-hmm. Zellweger of it all. Um, I'm happy for Jessica Chastain. It feels like she was always sort of in talks to get nominated. And I, I'm glad she has another nomination under her belts. I think I I really can't weigh in Olivia in uh, weigh in on Olivia's excuse me, but I feel like it's that Netflix money. You know what I mean? I feel mm-hmm. like it's that was one of the uh, there's besides the power of the dog, and and there's probably another movie that I'm forgetting right now. Um, in addition to, uh, the lost daughter, I I feel like it's. I mean, listen, listen, we love Olivia. We're always happy to see her, and even Keon and I were having a conversation last night. We're like, well, I feel like she's been nominated like every year, Olivia Coleman, and she hasn't. She won for the favorite, and then she was nominated for the father, and this is only her third nomination. But I feel like she's just been everywhere, and I'm not tired of her. But I don't know. I maybe she's amazing because I haven't seen it yet. I mean, I I think it is. You know, it's worth seeing. Certainly, obviously, now sure. it's very much worth seeing because it's a nomination and it's Olivia. But uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, I, I mean, as much as I, I maybe didn't love The Lost Daughter, my lost daughter in the first viewing, I never felt like Olivia was bad in it. It was just kind of she yeah. was in this kind of murky soup that I just didn't know what was in it, you know? Sure. But, you know, the thing about the Best Actress race, and obviously and I haven't seen The Eyes of Tammy Faye, I've heard mixed things about it, which is kind of disappointing, but uh, I'm going to, you know, watch it anyway. But, uh, I, you know, there's, there's the kind of movie trivia that, it, you know, at no point in the last, like, or ever, or at least the last 25 years, has someone who has not been nominated for the scre- for the SAG Award gone on to be nominated for an, or win an Oscar. So basically, if you didn't get a SAG nomination for Best Actress, you're not going to win the Oscar for Best Actress, I feel like mm. is what the, number, the statistic yeah. is. And so I think that kind of, you know, 
even raise the question because Kristen Stewart obviously did not get a SAG nomination yeah. of if she'd even be nominated. But if, unless she's here to break trends, it, you know, that may, I feel like what I'm trying to say is I'm very concerned that you know who's going to win an Oscar for being the you know what's purely because of little details like not enough people like the eyes of Tammy Faye, not enough people saw Parallel Mothers and the lost daughter was not as accessible as maybe people wanted it to be. And so it's kind of like, well, there's always I Love Lucy on Amazon Prime. Let's vote for that, you know? And so yes. that's what I'm afraid of is is it, it it's a Judy nomination and that she's going to win. <laughs> yeah, I, I get that. I mean, Chris, I was so glad for Kristen Stewart. And I, I know that, you know, the two that come to mind initially is Lady Gaga and Jennifer Hudson I mean, I'll even throw Tessa Thompson in there, too, because she got a BAFTA nomination. So she yeah. had some momentum, that last minute momentum. Uh, but I'm I'm thrilled for her. I think this is a it's it's just really exciting to see that. And I think deserved. And who knows? I mean, maybe this will be the year that, you know, she breaks the mold. But I would at love this that. Point, be crazy. Yeah, uh, I definitely want to see Parallel Mothers. I feel like uh, same just I mean, I want to see all of them, obviously, but I don't know who I'm. I, at this point, I guess I'm I'm rooting for Olivia because I also love the idea of Olivia getting a second Oscar in three years. You know, like I yeah. I also like the idea of her suddenly becoming that decorated of an actress in America. So um, I think I'm gonna so far I'm gonna say Olivia, but I haven't seen Spencer yet. That's true. Three out of the five have Oscars: Olivia, Penelope, and Nicole, and and Jessica and Kristen do not. But I think it's still kind of exciting in a way, but I, I do agree with your logic, you know, that Nicole, it's Nicole's to lose. It is, man, you know, it's a mixed, it's, it's, ugh, it's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. yeah that's all I feel about that. It's a thing. <laughs> uh, but, you know, moving on, if we will, to Best Supporting Actor, which Please. much like Best Supporting Actress and even Best Actress is a mixed bag of, of emotions obviously my horse in the race and who I think is going to get it. And I'm so excited is BSA Troy Kotzer of Coda. I would love that. Go on. I yes. would love that. I just, I, I, it makes me feel so good that it was like a performance that we had seen without knowing it as a, like an awards, you know, considered performance. Mm -hmm. We both fell in love with this role and this performance and this actor, like just, from seeing it and now he's getting all these nominations and awards it's like there's there's something about watching a movie where you know someone won an oscar or has been nominated for an oscar for that role like you know you kind of watch it through the lens of why do they win why were they nominated but i love this reverse with this role where like oh i i didn't see it coming i just i just organically felt like he was great in that movie and i was rooting for him and that movie and now it's all happening you know it's like your favorite queen winning in drag race you know yeah, what a run! I'm I'm thrilled. I Coda is like the little engine that could the little engine that coded. I, yeah. I just feel like yeah, I and I I agree all the things you were saying too. I feel like not that we discovered it; it was obviously out and about, um, you know. But I I'm so glad that we watched that movie and we did an episode on it. Yeah, yeah, I'm so happy that's in our catalog. Also in our catalog are you know the the double duo the the dog duo of. <laughs> Cody Smith McPhee, and did not see this one coming, but Jesse Plemons in The Power of the Dog. Yeah, I'm I'm actually in I'm I'm 
rooting for Troy, but I'm surprised you didn't say Cody Smith McPhee was like that it's his to lose because I feel like it's very much in the same vein as like the Ariana DeBose versus Kirsten Dunst situation. Yeah, I know. I, I do think that Cody Smith McPhee, we're going to just call him Cody. It's a lot of name. I think that Cody <laughs> is probably the biggest competition. I think kind of in the lens of like why Ariana DeBose may win. I feel like Troy Kotzer is the best Oscars moment. It's, it's, it's a great representation of Coda. Mm -hmm. It's a great representation of diversity at the Oscars in terms of ability uh, or disability or every, you know, whatever the term is these days that we call it. Uh, I I think there's, there's so much about Troy Kotzer winning that just to me feels like a great Oscar moment. And I mean, it's, you know, also notable. Yeah. That the last time, Someone who a deaf person, I think the last time I want a deaf person won an Oscar was Marley Matlin, at least for acting, sure. um, who was his co star. So there's that also that great moment of like, you know, maybe they'll maybe they'll say something to each other in sign language at the Oscars and be this amazing moment, you know? Ugh, I would love right? that, like, yeah. uh, right? Can you imagine like how beautiful would that be? Yeah, um, so you know, I almost feel like just for that, it's worth it, honestly, guys. So yeah, yeah I uh, but Cody is. Obviously, the the demon twink of power, the dog, is amazing. It's Jesse Plemons that I just... He's such a non-event in that movie. What do you think about that nomination? I was surprised by it. I feel like, again, that Netflix money is coming in handy for, you know, really kind Mm -hmm. of... uh, the campaigning of this movie. And I do love, and I'm sure you saw this too, that I, I, I keep forgetting that Kirsten Dunst and Jesse Plemons are a real life couple. So it's really right. like, I read a little blurb of her just like, you know, she was excited that she got nominated, but she was like even more excited for Jesse. Cause it's both their first nominations, which is so cute. And Oh, that is, I love that. And just like, what a great day at the Dunst Plemons household, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I mean that that is nuts to be like, oh, my husband or my my, my wife and I have both been o- nominated for Oscars this year, like for that's, the same movie, yeah, for the same movie. That's a, wild. It's special. And then Javier Bardem and Penelope Cruz, also a real life couple, got nominated as well. So that's oh cool. my god, yeah. Oh, that's so yeah. cool. And it wait is. Jessica Chastain, is she married to Oscar Isaac in real life or just in that Ugh, show? I mean, in, in my dreams, she is, yes. Right? I mean, I like, just feel like they're so electric together, yes. Uh, yeah, I can't believe they're not married in real life. But uh, that being said, though, there being two roles nominated for Power of the Dog, I often it's like, oh, well, you know, they might uh, cancel yeah, each other out, split the true. vote, you know? So... What do you it make of be... J.K. Simmons? Sorry to interrupt you. Oh, no, I mean, that one I didn't see coming at all and you know i almost feel like well god if you're gonna nominate him why didn't you nominate nina arianda for playing vivian vance but yeah they were already omitting other women for bsas so yeah. why throw her in the mix i mean i think it's an interesting choice you know he's won i think he won the B- the best act best supporting actor award for whiplash yes so yes. i feel like there's and maybe that has something to do with it i don't know i guess I'd have to actually not sleep through being the Ricardos to figure out how I feel about yeah. this. Because I don't ha- I don't harbor the same resentment towards him that I do towards you know who for playing yeah. you know who. Yeah. I yeah, I don't know. I it's like this kind of behavior this kind of behavior, this kind of stuff like happens at the globes. You know what I mean? When they don't have enough star power, they're like, All right, well let's give Angelina 
a nomination for this movie or you know we'll we'll give Clooney a, a nomination just to get that star power or get like previous winners and it just it just feels odd but maybe they're maybe JK is great in that movie right. who knows right well i guess maybe eventually we'll do a being the you know what episode so that we can discuss all this that'll be a fun one yes uh the last nomination that we haven't talked about is because i don't know how to say his first name is it kieran i think it's Uh, kieran yeah we're we're gonna go with that we're gonna go yeah it's probably not ciaran but it's let's go go. kieran mr hines has been nominated for belfast again it's it it's still on the list but i had seen his name pop up in kind of the awards nominations, you know, brackets. So I'm not surprised, but I don't know why. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's he's not. Is he the little boy or is he an older guy? Is he like I think he's old an older guy. guy? Oh, I see I, him. I, I see him now. Yeah, yes. yeah. Sorry, so, everyone in I- Ireland over there. You know, I don't know them as well, but I. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, but that's that's cool. I mean, I I yeah, I can't weigh in, but maybe maybe he's great. Maybe he's great. Well, uh, that leads us to the category that we care about the least, but, you know, it's worth mentioning Best Actor. So Javier Bardem, Penelope's husband, uh, was nominated uh, for being the Ricardos. I don't necessarily think his Desi was terribly accurate either, but I, mm-hmm. I'm able to say his name and the title in the same sentence. Uh, sure. You know, big day in the dog family because Benedict Cumberbatch was also nominated for Power of the Dog. I mean, yeah. imagine the group chat of Jane Campion, Benedict Cumberbatch, Jesse Plemons, Kirsten Dunst, and Cody Smith McPhee. Oh, I love out. that. Yeah. And the, and the guy who got nominated for the music. Thank God. I mean, I just I love it. Um, yeah. And then Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom. Yes. Yeah, so excited to see that. I think that was like another one that I was really excited for. I just love him a lot. Yeah, that one, I mean, I, I know I still need to see it. And I I do want to because everyone has said with that kind of like breathless, oh, he's just so good in it. So it, yeah, I feel really like is. he must not be so terrible in it. So Yes. And then Denzel Washington for The Tragedy of Macbeth. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I almost feel like it's like, of course, if Denzel Washington is in Macbeth, he's going to get nominated for an Oscar. Like this is this is chocolate and peanut butter. It's going to be delicious, you know? Yeah. I mean, not for nothing, though. I mean, where's Frances McDormand for Lady Macbeth? You know what I mean? Like, that's an interesting conversation because it's I could I could say the same sentence and plug in. Frances McDormand as Lady Macbeth like that is awards fodder like I I but she has three already so it's like I, yeah, yeah sit this one out friend <laughs> that's what I that's what it feels like to me it's almost like she wrote in and was like guys I just don't I just I can't I don't have another curmudgeonly speech to give this year in case yeah, I win exactly. you know yes oh I ran out god. of jean well, jackets you know yeah right <laughs> oh my god oh god Ugh. oh my god I'm just thinking about her at the the Oscars in the train station when she was just sitting there with that sticky up hair. And, and she was the only one wearing a mask, just like a, a harumph <laughs> yes. in the corner wearing yes. a mask, a curmudgeon. <laughs> yes. Um, really, truly like getting into character, maybe less as Lady Macbeth and more as the witch. Yes. But, uh, yeah. So Denzel nominated, still haven't seen tragedy of Macbeth, but I was relieved to hear that it's short. So that's exciting. It is, yes. And I got to see Mrs. Mrs. McDuff, obviously. Yeah, so, of course, of course. 
And I think the little, you know, the little Oscar nomination that could, and I think would be the definitive Aaron Brockovich, Julia Roberts win if it were to happen, but Will Smith in King Richard. Yeah. I, I'm hoping it happens. I really do. I, I think he deserves it. I think it's, what a you great know, much moment like at the Oscars. Yeah. 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 I mean, I would love like a Will Smith, Troy Kotzer, Ariana DeBose, and Kristen Stewart. Like, that's what I want. I want wow. like two queer women, a black man, and a deaf guy. You know? I feel oh like my God, that would look be at so that. cool. I mean, you know, so does the Oscars. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they maybe. would love to have that narrative of like, look at the like, look at the diversity. But yes. here's the thing: is I feel like that being said, I don't think these are just diversity picks. I think it's just like yes, an o- oh. overlap of all yeah. of that. But earned, yes, yes, yes. But people look at it through that lens that you know, Oscar is so white, and so I feel like to have a year where there's just like all kinds of diversity and who wins. For people who look at this stuff through that lens, you're really checking all the boxes, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I bet what's going to be, it's going to be you-know-who. It's going to be, uh, let's see, let's say Benedict Cumberbatch, you-know-who, uh, Best Supporting Actor. Let's say it's J.K. Simmons, and then Best Supporting Actress is Judy Dench. Oh, my God. That'd be the worst. That'd be the one I'd be most disappointed. <laughs> oh, that's by your was, worst bracket. That's okay, my cool, worst. Yeah. That'd be like my, my biggest disappointment if it was that. Yes. Or maybe even Jesse Buckley in My Lost Daughter. And yeah. um, I feel bad saying anything negative about that movie. I think I not until I've seen it again, but I really I just didn't like her anyway. Uh, wait, speaking of which, is Jesse Buckley like I feel like I know that name. Did was she is she the one who was in? Did she play? Carol King. Oh, that's that Jesse, Jesse Mueller. Yes. Jesse Mueller. And you know what? Honestly, the whole time I was watching The Lost Daughter, I was like, oh, yeah. I guess she kind of looks like Carol King. Um, but okay, <laughs> so it's not. It's not her. Okay, great. Not her. Not her. It's driving me nuts. Oh, she's an Irish actress. Yeah, I guess I, I don't know her at all. All right. Um, yeah, I don't know well, her either. I guess just to put some context on things, uh, we, we can also name that the Best Picture nominations, all 27 of them, yeah. include Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, and The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. Mm-hmm. I don't I mean, flip a coin. I don't know. Give it to West Side Story. You know what I mean? I mean, I would love West Side Story. I don't think it has enough oomph. I would love no. for it to happen, but I do feel like it's going to be the power of the dog. That's like what I, I totally want. I totally agree. Yeah, I totally agree. Maybe with like Dune as like a dark horse. I was thinking of Jocelyn oh, Fox. Is that what it is? Is that um, a black horse? A dark <laughs> yeah, horse? Black horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, just because it had got so many nominations. Maybe Belfast is a third. Yeah, I think it's going to be Power of the Dog. I think, I so. you know, in terms of like, I just think there's also like thinking of Oscar voters, you know, like that makes sense. And Jane Campion uh, winning Best Director, like that's great. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I could see that certainly. Um, though, you know, I guess congratulations to Steven Spielberg for, you know, a record number of nominations for Best Director. So good on you, mate. And I want to you know. Other, oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, go sorry, ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. Finish your thought. I'm going to look up oh, something I, as you. Yeah. I was going to say, otherwise, you know, I, I never have, you know, 
strong horses in the race for things like adapted screenplay or anything. But yeah, it's worth mentioning animated feature. <gasps> yes, I forgot. Yeah. Oh, do we have a horse in the race? It is none other than a best supporting assignment. The Mitchells versus the Machines. And listeners, if for some reason you're like, what is this nonsense? Oh, my goodness. I mean, I haven't seen any of the other animated ones. And I know Encanto and, you know, all Luca and I have been, you know, big favorites. But, oh, my God, the Mitchells versus the Machines is it's just so good and it's different and it's it's nuts and i even if it doesn't win the recognition feels great it does because i feel like when we were talking about it when i assigned it to you i there was nothing like it wasn't getting no golden globe no nothing and so it's for it to come that far and be recognized i'm i'm really excited yeah yeah um i was gonna say um speaking of steven spielberg um, it is, I guess it's, it's greenlit. It's happening. It, they are doing a musical, a movie musical adaptation of the color purple, Colin. Have you heard about this? No. Oh, wow. Yes. That's so cool. So, um, we have, uh, a great cast. We have Taraji P. Henson is going to be in it. We have mm. Danielle Brooks of, uh, Orange is the New Black. She was also mm-hmm. in the Broadway production as well. I feel like she's playing the same role. And mm-hmm. um, we also have in the t- you know the title role, we have Fantasia Barino. Oh, good for her. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, it just bears repeating again and again that her performance of I'm Here at the yes. Tonys is just, it's, it is so good. Ugh. Yeah, I'm here. I'm still here. I always when I say I think it's uh, I'm here. Yes, yes. I'm here. All right. Well, whether she's still here, I'm still here. here, I think it's from Follies or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, in any event, uh, wherever she is, she's great. That's so good for Fantasia. That's so great. Yeah, I was really excited for that. I think and and great for Steven Spielberg. I I mean, if West Side Story is an indicator of what's to come, especially in you know, under the, in the arena of movie musicals, I think it's going to be beautiful. That's yeah, I agree. I think that's, that's awesome. So, uh, well, great. I mean, I guess, do we know when that's supposed to come out? No, I just started seeing some stuff. There was like a video of like Oprah, you know, one of those, like Danielle Brooks didn't know she was coming into the zoom chat. And then Oprah came in and told her she got the role. It was really beautiful on TikTok. Oh my God. Um, That's great. Yeah. Um, that's, I, that's all I really know. That's all I know. All right. Well, uh, get yourself a Google alert and keep us posted. Yeah. Um, So it's worth mentioning that while we got these uh, Oscar nominations, we also got some BAFTA nominations. And, Mm -hmm. oh, boy, did they pick up the slack and fill in the gaps and heal my heart where it was broken in so many ways. And I think it is worth just doing a quick mention of the nominations in the acting categories most importantly best supporting actress yes i mean you know jesse buckley in my lowest daughter okay you know she's an irish actress you know maybe (laughs) they know something i don't know what do i know uh another name that i try not to say out loud because i probably don't know how to pronounce it but let's say katriona by balf katriona is that an i or an l oh an l katriona balf 
uh, is there an L? I'm playing Wheel of Fortune there is over here. <laughs> uh, so uh, Katie Balf in Belfast. Let's yes. just go with that. And then, of course, yeah, Ariana DeBose in West Side Story and Anjanou Ellis in King Richard. And then they got Ruth Naga in Passing and Anne motherfucking Dowd in Mass. I mean, uh, the, oh my, I'm losing my mind. Yeah, I mean, at least she got there. There will always be the BAFTAs. That's what we'll remember when we think of Mass, you know? Yeah. The fact that they were like, they got it. Oh, that just made me feel like... I don't know who's going to win this. I mean, I I don't even care. It just matters that like Ruth and Anne got some recognition. So Yes. And then in best supporting actor, you know, I think a role that we were both really pulling for, uh Mike Faced in West Side Story also got himself a nomination Ugh. alongside Troy and Cody and Jesse and somebody named Woody Norman in Come On Come On. And, yeah. Uh, oh gosh, I was so again. excited. That made me smile. Like that almost felt even more significant. Like and doubt in mass, I was like, well, duh. But I almost felt like Mike faced in West Side Story was even more overlooked, you know? Yeah, I the the day before nominations came out, even for the Oscars, and this is after the BAFTAs, I guess, but um, you know, all of the the podcasts that cover movies and just like in general, Twitter was a buzz. What like, who are you hoping to see tomorrow? And so many people were um, tweeting about Mike Face that that made me, it made my heart, <laughs> like it warmed my heart is what I'm trying to say because I, I'm glad that we're seeing what you know others might not be seeing. Yeah, yeah. There was just you know sometimes you want to be validated. You know. Yeah, yeah. It was great. Yeah, speaking of validation, the I this and we had talked about this when we did our our episode on passing that we had felt that Tessa Thompson was just oh, going to yes. get overlooked for this and she got nominated for a BAFTA. So yeah. she and Ruth are on the group chat with Rebecca Hall, you know, yes. queening out. Yes, that was great. I mean, I'm I'm just so glad that it happens and even yeah, though the Oscars I, messed it up, but uh, it's yeah. it's all good. I did not see that coming. Uh, also, just to mention in the best actress or leading actress category was Alana Haim in Licorice Pizza, which is one of these movies where I'm like, I just, I don't know. Why do I not want to see this movie at all? Why am I like, I feel like I'm allergic to it. Whenever I see anything about Licorice Pizza, I'm like, ugh, gross. And I, <laughs> there's no validation to this. There's no justification for this. I Somebody needs to write in and tell me how, why I need to get over this. You know? I feel the same way. I really do. I don't know why I'm annoyed by it. I'm annoyed by it. I'm annoyed by it. I just feel like I'm just, I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch it, you know? Um, but, <laughs> uh, you know, more representation for Coda. Amelia Jones, who plays the the lead, obviously, in Coda, yes. got a nomination, which was great. And uh, this will please a lot of folks be- who may have felt that she was shut out. But Lady Gaga was nominated for House of Gucci, which I, I only want to see just to see. I think it's one of those movies that I want to see it. And then about 20 minutes in, I'll have seen everything I needed to see, you know? Yeah, it's one of those like camp classics, you know what I mean? Everyone's doing something different and I I'm that's kind of on my list, but I'm not it's not at the top of the list. Yeah, yeah. Uh a movie I haven't heard of after Love, uh Joanna Scanlon was nominated, so I'm going to look that up. And uh you know, given me another name that I'm going to butcher, but let's call her Renata Rensev. 
sorry, Renata, uh, for, this is a, a Norwegian movie, The Worst Person in the World. So, yeah. yeah, nice little mix. And, you know, lead actor also, you know, a real mix. But Will Smith is in there for King Richard. Benedict Cumberbatch is in there for The Power of the Dog. And uh, Leonardo DiCaprio for Don't Look Up. And, okay, yeah, I sure, thought he was pretty good yeah. in that. Yeah. So it's uh, it's going to be great. I'm I'm just so thrilled that there's some rec- representation at the BAFTAs and, you know, uh, let the awards season begin. Yeah, I mean, there, there will always be the Westons this year, Colin. Just We'll just remember that for, for anyone right. who feels smited <laughs> by That's the awards true. season. We'll That's get true. And anyone, yeah, who, anyone who gets missed will... We'll catch you. We'll catch you in the Westons. Don't worry. Yes, um, absolutely. Whew, well, I mean, since we are bringing the after show to the main feed this week, does that mean that we need to catch up on some business, like assignments and BSAs and whatnot? Yeah, let's get into it. All right. Well, uh, you know, for anyone who has not, again, not been a Matreon or not. Oh, my God. That's all right, Mary. Uh, <laughs> for anyone who has not been a Patreon or a BSATreon, I'm like Mrs. Doubtfire at Bridges right now. Uh, <laughs> we, You may remember that on our Best Supporting After Show, we do both Best Supporting Assignments and BSA of the Week. And so uh, if you've been missing those segments Baby, they just showed up. Mm-hmm. So let's let's start with best supporting assignment. Now, we uh, we had some interesting interesting choices. Um, do you want to go first? Yeah, I would love to. So you assigned me, uh, which is on Netflix for anyone who wants to watch it. Fun Mom Dinner, and it's like an hour and twenty one minutes. I loved that. As soon as I started watching it, I was like, ugh, this is great. And you described it perfectly. It is so bad and so good at the same time. It has a lot of our favorite women. We have Toni Collette. We have Molly Shannon. We have Bridget Everett's. And then that other woman that I can never remember her name. <laughs> the, She's lead. Like the lead. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's fine. She's fine. Um, but some of the dialogue is so bad. And like these actresses like are trying to make it work. And it's just, it, you know, it's not for us. I could picture... I don't know, other moms being really into it, you know, and because there's, you know, there's the pot smoking and then there's like, you know, uh, running, you know, just running amok, you know, and really kind of letting loose. It's one of those movies. But in general, I didn't mind it. Like, I think I'm glad I knew what I knew about it going into it so I could just sort of appreciate it for what it was. It's, yeah, it's awful. It's awful and i just can't stop watching it it's (laughs) so bad that it makes me it's like tony collette i have never disliked you so much yeah miscast miscast i feel yeah i've never thought you were so terrible before and the pot smoking scene they're in a bathroom of a restaurant and they're passing a vape pen around in a bathroom stall and somehow that sets off the the smoke alarm and then the fire extinguisher you know the the sprayer goes off it's like the stupidest gag in every movie and tv show and they lean the fuck into it and then like the next scene is them running out of the restaurant and like slow-mo running and i was like <laughs> this is so cringy but 
to your point, this movie is best viewed as a suburban mom with your mom friends after a dinner at Applebee's at the Cineplex Odeon. That's what this is for. And I appreciate that. I love that. I wish I could be a part of that world. But as as a curmudgeonly gay man in New York City, I'm looking at this and I'm like, this is just the stupidest thing I've ever seen. And I can't get enough of it. And... I it, I've, I know so few movies that make me feel so masochistic that I'm like, yeah, let's do it again. Let's suffer for another 120 minutes, you know? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I didn't know you watched it more than once. I've seen it five or six times at least. Whoa. Oh, my God. Maybe even more. I'm probably going to watch it again now that we've talked about it. I can't, like, I'll never, I'll, I'll never not want to hear Bridget Everett going, I got a gift card to Walgreens. I'll yes. never not want to witness that awful scene of Adam, what's his snakes from Maroon 5. Adam's, oh, God. What's his name, Adam? Uh, Levine. Adam Levine. Yes. Oh, God. So he plays a quote-unquote hot bartender that the moms meet. And then the main mom, while her husband is home, her husband, I guess I think Adam Scott plays her husband. Yeah. Well, he is with... Rob Hubel, the poor man's Will Arnett, watching their kids and getting locked out of the house. She's going on a romantic moonlight walk with Adam Levine. The uh, I, I feel like he even talked. Did he did he talk about having ADHD or something, or is that just the ADHD medication ad that he did? Does his character have ADHD? I don't think he did. I don't remember that. Well, he definitely came across as like. <laughs> He was on a different wavelength, uh, you know, sure. like well, his dialogue is like that scene. Those scenes with him are is some of the worst writing in the movie. So I do feel God bad because I feel like I mean, he's not an actor. You know what I mean? But like he's trying. But the dialogue is just terrible. It's terrible. It's so bad. And like the having seen what you what Molly Shannon can do with good material in the other two it the level of disrespect that she's given in this movie playing just a wet napkin of a woman it's just depressing i yeah like a social media obsessed mom i don't know yeah oh it it's so terrible and then the ending is so bad and oh i i hate the music i hate everything <laughs> about this movie when they, when at the very end, it, it's not the very end of the movie, but like when they all see each other the next day and, you know, Bridget uh-huh. Everett's across the street and then they lay on the ground. I was like, no, no, no. I had to look away. Right. It's, it is this awful, like, ugh, moms. They all right? lay, yeah. They all just laid in a pile on the cement. Yeah. I, I, I hate it. I hate, it's like, it's the way that like. Obviously, there, there's some references to like 16 Candles, but it's that way yeah. that more so like movies from the 90s made high school look that like everybody like never been kissed. High school is not like that. It's yeah. not so intense. And there aren't, you know, queens walking the halls, bursting through t- paper signs and and, you know, rules and clicks. It's all just so self-important and yeah. ridiculous. And it, it And it's none of that. And I just feel like Fun Mom Dinner is trying to do the same thing of like, oh, my God, oh, they're just ugh. being moms. You just have to lay on the ground sometimes. It's like no one does that. 
unless you've had a stroke. Yeah, I mean, I did like I did like um, to an extent the scenes between Adam Scott and uh, what's his face, the poor man's Will Arnett, who I think is funny. He's in um, the Sex Lives of College Girls. Yeah, he plays the Rob her dad, Rob yeah. Hubel. Yeah, like when they're when they're just like lying in the like yard and talking about like what shade of khakis. Like I thought it was so mundane and stupid that it actually like worked. I I, I thought that was that was good, um, but yeah, there's just a lot of like oh we're tracking them on Instagram because and like is that the only reason why you gave Molly Shannon that sort of quirk that she right right like, let's find a better way to like track them. You know I I it's. I want to like rewrite it, but also it's perfectly terrible the way it is. Uh, yeah, it, it really is. It's and I know that you have not watched in just like that. But if you want to experience that feeling for 10 episodes, it's, it, it's the exact same feeling. It's like, God, this is just awful. I can't look away and I want to watch it again and I need a sequel. You know, it's just, I hate it, <laughs> though. I, Paul Rudd is adorable in this movie. Oh, he's so cute. I almost forgot about him. Yeah, a little cameo. Oh, well, not even cameo, but like a one-scene queen. One-scene queen, yeah. he. I think it's David Wayne is the other guy. The two are so funny together. And uh, David Wayne is also like in the Wet Hot American Summer world. And so like there's oh, that nice. connection. Love yeah. that. So yeah, Fun Mom Dinner. I'm so glad you experienced it. And, you know, if you feel that inkling to watch it again, follow that urge. She's got her hooks yeah, in there. Yeah, there is something about it. I mean, I feel like if it was any longer, it would be unacceptable. But I'm glad. Oh, yeah. The runtime is perfect. It has nearly zero plot. It like it it even the fact that it got to 120 minutes is remarkable. But anyway, I uh welcome to my nightmare. Welcome to the the <laughs> Mucinex fueled fever dream that is fun mom fun dinner. Mom dinner. Yeah. Well, speaking of fun moms who love eating dinner, you recommended a compilation of all the times that Big Ange from Mob Wives made us laugh. And I have been, of course, I was familiar with Big Ange. I'd seen a couple episodes. You know, I, I think I'd had a couple Mucinex Fueled Fever dreams in which she sure. appeared. And so I was thrilled to just spend a half hour of just Ange being Ange. And I... First of all, rest in peace. She's dead. Yes. Um, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah. Uh, but I also think that someone living at that volume, life can't sustain such a magical being as long as as we <laughs> That's need true. them to. Yes, exactly. The life force that is Ange is it's 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 why we outlive dogs because they're just they're just too perfect to last that long or last any longer. I just. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm saying. Big Ange is a dog, apparently, is what I'm saying. I I love her. I think I love that laugh. I love that big, raspy, like, her mouth drops open like one of those carnival games where you spray the water gun in the clown's mouth. <laughs> and she goes, <laughs> and yes. it's just so sweet. And I just... I think that she is... I Maybe I'm calling her a dog because she's just this big bulldog of a woman... And she's so lovable, and I, I'm just obsessed with her. I just think she's, yeah. and in the most fascinating way, she is grotesque. And I, in the same way that people with extreme plastic surgery are, I know grotesque is like a really negative word, but it's just like a, oh, you've gone beyond human beauty to just like, you're just taking things to extremes, you know? 
Yeah, I mean the boobs, the lips, um, you know, the tan. I I just she is such a larger than life character. And honestly, I mean, I will die on this hill. That, uh, Pearl as her in Snatch Game was like way ahead of its time. Like a, mm-hmm. a perfect choice for a Snatch Game. This is RuPaul's Drag Race for anyone who doesn't know what Snatch Game is. It's a play on the match game and one of the queens did Big Ange and did it really well, I thought. I mean, an underrated performance in that snatch game but uh you know a lot of big heavy hitters in that season seven snatch game but i love i think one of the my favorite nuances of big Ange is that she has this sort of like ellen green sort of light way that she talks like she can get really low and guttural uh-huh but she's always mm-hmm. kind of up here and just kind of sing-songy it's like you don't expect it but it, it, it is how she speaks, especially when she like talks about her dog. You know, she kind of gets in a different like octave. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, it's uh, I, I feel like if I still if I still had lost my voice and I was still in that place of like, oh, oh yeah. no, we got to touch this because it's yes. a bit of that. Like, it's like and I love my dog and he's my guy. Like, it's kind of that. And then. Yes. Uh, but I feel like when Big Ange gets mad, then it's like Look she out. becomes, yeah, she's a human bassoon. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'd love that she drinks cream soda and red wine. Oh, my God. I was thinking about that. I was like, what does that taste like? I don't. It has to be a sweet wine, I'd imagine. But I, I want to like go over to her house for dinner. I want her to make me everything that she listed off in that scene for her son. Oh, that son, that trashy son that I would I would just give him the house keys. I'd build whatever you want. I know. The trash bag. I love it. <laughs> and I just, you know, there's the one part where I think it's Drita's talking about, uh, she's like, if, if you're in the tri-state area, you know Big Ange. And, yes. You know, and, and I love the idea. Like, I, I can't say that as a Jersey native and now a New York resident that I ever knew Big Ange personally. But in a way, there's a familiarity. Like, Maybe not to this extreme, but there is something about Big Andrew. It's like, yeah, when I was growing up, there were definitely moms of kids who had a Big Ange quality. And I've known other women growing up in New Jersey who it's crazy how much she's not that far off, you know? Yeah, I feel like this, it's like the matriarch of any town. It's like Mayor of East Town or like Melissa Leo as Alice in The Fighter, uh-huh. you know? It's like she's the she's the queen bee. Yeah, and, and it's... You you might want to think that it's like you know put on like a Jersey Shore character, but yeah, I really think it's real. I really yeah. think this is who this woman is and or was, and it's just. And I I looked at some old pictures of her, and she used to look. I mean, before she did all the surgery, she's always kind of had big features, but she was beautiful. Yeah, and she just you know she went to town with those lips. But I I mean. I agree. I think she's a great Snatch Game character. She's a great energy to impersonate. I feel like Big Anne should be the kind of character if you're impersonating her. You would just have to find, like, the voice or the vibe, and then it just becomes, like, an experience in channeling, you know? It yeah. just comes through, and suddenly you're just like, diamonds, you know? And, like, <laughs> yes. suddenly you can't click out of it, you know? Yeah, I. this is kind of a little bit of a tangent, but, like, I feel I was talking... Uh, to my brother and my sister-in-law this weekend, mainly my sister-in-law because she works at a salon. I feel like there needs to be a reality show about a salon because there ain't no drama like salon drama. You know what I mean? Did that already happen? They mentioned like Jersey Licious. Is that, is that, did they already create it? 
I think, because I think, isn't there also blowout? Oh, see, I don't even know. I feel like, okay, I'm, I'm, okay, so there's Jerseylicious. Let's look this up. You're asking important questions and they deserve important answers. Yeah. Yes. So, oh my God, I need to watch Jerseylicious. There's plenty of drama at the Gatsby Salon in New Jersey. Oh my God. Okay. Well, that's happening. We've watched so many franchises of Housewives. Why not just do variations of Jerseylicious? Like, okay, there's the Jersey Salon. What does the Bronx Salon look like? What does yes, the Miami Salon say, look yes, like? Different you know, franchises. What is the West yes. Hollywood Salon, you know? Um, I, yeah, absolutely, because you have, you've got, you know, you've got your cast of characters. You've got the, the person at the front desk. You've got the people doing the hair. You've got the people doing the sweeping and the, and the shampooing. You have your regular customers coming in. I feel like there's oh, always yeah, a the woman with a dog. Yes. Yeah. I feel so, like it's, it writes itself here. Yeah, I love it. You know, I'm sure there's some hot husbands or boyfriends that might come in, you know, yeah. Yo, one of named gonna... Dino. Hey, Dino's yeah, here again. Dino's here. Angelina, Dino's here. <laughs> tell him I don't want to talk to him. She's you in know? the back crying, like with the exactly. towels. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tell him he can fuck off. And then she puts the blow, the, the dryer over her head. I'm not listening. <laughs> oh God. I love that. Uh, well, that's yeah. I love that idea. So someone so, make that happen, yeah. Someone make that happen. Can someone make that happen, or do I just need to watch Jersey Licious? Yeah. I don't know. Um, I'll wait. So great. Well, I think that means it is time to make some new assignments for for the next week because that's how homework works. Yes. Um. Oh my gosh, what was I going to assign you? Oh my goodness. I can go first I, while you think. Please, about it. you go first. It just dropped out of my head completely. That's okay. And now I'm panicking. <laughs> Well, while while you're panicking, I'm gonna I'm gonna sign you. Uh, I'm gonna sign you to watch Spencer. It's on Netflix now. It just got on Great. Netflix. I, I believe either that or it's like on our Plex account. That's how we watched it. Um, I think you're gonna love it. I I want you to see Kristen Stewart. I want you to weigh in. Um, I would also love for you to weigh in on Sally Hawkins, the BSA of the movie as mm-hmm. well, too. She, I wish we saw more of her, but you know what? The scenes we get with her are really special, and I I just think you'll really like it. So, Spencer, that's what I'm assigning. Oh, yeah. Good. Oh, I'm so excited about that. Well, folks, you don't know this, but I needed to take a significant break to think about what the assignment was, <laughs> and I still didn't come to it, but I did come to, I think, a a worthy choice. So I I admire your ability to resist the, uh, the cultural tidal wave that was and just like that, yeah. and if only dipped your toes into a couple episodes. I It's almost like I'm doing a hacks protocol here. I think if you've only seen maybe one or two or three, whatever it is, your assignment is to watch at least one more episode. And I mean, really, my fantasy is for you to watch this the entire season because I just think that, like, especially now having watched Fun Mom Dinner, it's a level of absurd awfulness that I would love for you to experience. It's so much less about Sex and the City and any of that and more about just, like, and just like that is accomplishing what fun mom fun mom dinner is sort of hinting at in terms of like i just can't stop eating this expired coleslaw you know (laughs) and so i my assignment is to get you back into and just like that i think 
I am up for that challenge because it, it almost feels like from what you're describing, it feels like smash. It feels like yes. how I really uh-huh. got into and like could not stop. Did I ever sign you anything from smash? I don't know. Oh, I think we okay. were going to do the BSAs down. of Smash because I had started watching season one. Okay. And yeah, so I remember that. Yeah. Okay. Put a pin in that because yes. I still want to do that episode. Smash. I still want to do yes. Smash, the BSAs of Smash. I still want to really like do a, a real deep dive hate watch, <laughs> hate watch yes. of Smash. Great. Okay. But I yeah, I'm excited. I I think even as the finale happened you know i did feel a little bit of fomo there uh even in the group chat you know i've, I've missed yeah. so much so it really uh, i, I mean it i think it's time i think it's gonna be great i really i think you're gonna be glad you did and like there are just moments where you're like it's just like fun mom dinner where you're like is this happening it did yeah. no one realize how <laughs> stupid this is anyway uh well great i'm so excited about that Yes. And that, of course, leads us to our BSA of the week in which we queen out on a food, a song, a thing, or anything in our lives, particularly a performance or an actor or anything else that is acting as the best supporting actress of our lives this week. What say you in terms of nominees and winners? I have one BSA of the week this week, and it's a food. I feel like I haven't done food in a while, so... No! You're always good for a food BSA. I love yeah. that. Yeah, so... Um, um, I am. I'm gonna go into it. So last night, Please. Keon, uh, I didn't go out because I w- I've been panicking about this stand-up thing all week. That I, like every evening, I'm just like, I need to, I need to focus on it for four hours straight and do nothing but that, which I did, and then rewarded myself with some housewives uh, afterwards. Mm. But uh, him and our friend Neha, they had reservations at, at a restaurant called Dish in Pittsburgh, where you have to like really, you have to like make a reservation like a month in advance for it. Like it's pretty. It's nice. It's like this small little Italian restaurant with delicious foods. And he brought me home a delicious dish. It was rigatoni, which I think is probably in one of my top three favorite pastas. I love a rigatoni. Do you love rigatoni? Hard agree. Hard agree. Might be even be my, my number one. Yeah. yeah, there's something about it. I don't know. It's like the sauce gets in the tubes and like the bigger, the better. I don't know. It's it's Yeah. Ugh, sometimes they have the ridges. I guess most of the time oh, they have the ridges, right? Yeah, yeah. they mostly usually have the ridges, and I agree. The bigger, the better. Don't come at me with no penne, with like a yeah, with a, with, you know, with one of those uh, those slanted edges. You know what I mean? Don't give yes. me an asymmetrical penne. You know? <laughs> Who are you trying to be? Yeah. Who are you trying um, to be with your asymmetrical penne? <laughs> um. So the sauce was like a like a white like a cream sauce but there wasn't like a lot of it was almost like an alfredo but like it wasn't as heavy and thick as an alfredo um so there's like a garlic component there and it had pancetta and it had peas and it also had pistachios on it Mm. and he brought it home last night and i didn't eat it because i you know it was it was late but i had it for lunch today and sometimes pasta like in the fridge you know, sometimes it's even better the next day. I don't I don't know your stance on leftovers or specifically leftover pasta, but I ate it for lunch today and it was so good. I loved it. I mean, I, that's what I, you know, they people always say with like, you know, a, a sauce or a good pasta is like you, you let it let the let the flavors marinate like a lasagna yes. fair the next day. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yes, yes. Yeah. So that's that sounds delicious. That sounds great. It was awesome. Um, it was so and on, I can get together with with leftover pasta. I think 
everything is everything comes down to how you reheat things you know like it all comes down to like how do you bring it back to life yeah i mean i feel like i've heard amanda say this on uh, her podcast too but um i am a big fan of cold pasta like i will take a little bit i'll just like you know stand at the fridge and just take a couple bites Mm -hmm. i know people might be repulsed by it but i love it i love it especially with like a rigatoni a cold rigatoni ugh, forget about it yeah i i I don't i'm not i don't know if i'm against that idea but i think (laughs) especially like i might have heated it up but i get it a cold pot i totally get it the few yeah yeah yep Yep, I like a cold pizza. There's certain things that once you heat it up, it's Ooh, over. Yeah. So if you want it, you got to eat it cold. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but how about you? What's any nominees or you just have a BSA of the week? Well, I got one nominee. It's, you know, j- just a mini Rondi Reed round- Rony roundup. And then oh, I have, yeah. I have been spending a bit of time with Real Housewives of Beverly Hills or, you know, Rehoboth. Rehoboth. <laughs> uh, Rehoboth. But... You know, I did not see it coming, but it's really kind of it's it is not as good as New York. I'm not as hooked. Yeah. But the the wealth is just the visual wealth of it all is just so over the top that I can't look away. And some of the some of the narratives are interesting. You know, there's a there's a wife named Taylor, Taylor Armstrong, and she okay. has a very interesting story. And she's going to be on the upcoming girls trip with Dorinda oh, and Jill Zarin. Nice. And Vicky Gunvalson, that Gorgon. And so I am excited to now, like, I really like Taylor. I think she's really interesting. And she's got a real fucked up story. And she's got a good sense of humor about things. So, uh, yeah. So I, and and I don't know if that's an unpopular opinion, but whatever. I, she's, my B, she's not my BSA of the week. But sure. Uh, so, yeah. So I've been kind of hooked on that. And, you know, and of course the you know, the Barbie doll that is Lisa Vanderpump. I'm sure you've at least heard that name before. Yeah, Vanderpump Rules, yeah. all that Vanderpump stuff. Vanderpump Rules, yes, yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. She has this, you know, they, her tagline this this season is, um, it's so weird. There's a weird edit to it, and I can't stop saying it out loud, or <laughs> at this point I watch the episodes just to hear her say it, but it's like, because, um, you know, she's got this lovely British accent, and she says, um, Life is not all diamonds and rosé, but it should be. And it's this weird little, <laughs> but it should be. And I, and it's like, I don't think it's even intentional. It sounds like it was edited in from another tagline. It's just, life is not all diamonds and rosé, but it should be. It's so weird. I can't <laughs> stop watching weird. it. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll send it to you. Um, I'm just obsessed with it. So, and I also have feelings about the music. Similar feelings as New York. I have lots of, of thoughts course. on the theme song. But uh, ultimately, it's something I've been spending a lot of time with, and I, I'll stick with it. I, I, at the end of the day, you know, uh, New York, baby. You know, it's hard yeah, to beat it's New hard York. To, it's hard to beat yeah. New York. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love so, how the the Watcher Crappens boys. I don't know which one because I feel like they both have different takes on like Ramona specifically but like the way that Ramona says Luann like Luann like the way that she, they like whine it's really mm-hmm, yeah the nuance and even how they they catch the way that Luann says alcohol as opposed to alcohol I love that oh I've never even noticed that oh, oh wow. it's I, so funny uh I should I should be binging them more I've, I've been kind of that's all I've been listening to that's all Ugh. I've been listening to is that I am just on cloud nine with watch her crappens yeah yeah, I well now that I've got some Beverly Hills under my belt, I, I want to go yeah. back and and hear their voices. I want I need to hear their voice for the scraggliest of scraggles, Kim Richards. Oh, sure. she's so tragic. I mean, anyway, uh, anyway, 
that's my nomination. Uh, but it should be. But uh, but my winner be. is uh, someone. So you know, speaking of and just like that, uh, I had joined friends of the pod, Jody, Amanda, and Justine on We Love to Hate Everything for a discussion on the season finale of And Just Like That. And we, you know, tore into it. It was really fun. You were missed. We sent you a happy birthday shout out. I don't know if you listened. Oh, fun. I didn't listen yet. I feel like it was like the day of the field trip and I got sick at home. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I feel like everyone was yeah. there, but um, I can't wait to listen. Yeah. So, yeah. So we did, you know, don't worry. You were, we called you out. I was there out. in spirit. Yeah. You were there in spirit, certainly. But... Uh, in our discussions, uh, what came up was this this girl, her name is Jen, who has been doing these recaps uh, on YouTube, actually. It's like a podcast on YouTube uh, with little, you know, pictures and, and yeah. you know, whatnot throughout. And she's been doing, like, her channel is called Real Housewives Recap. So, whoa, 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 Real Housewives. <laughs> but... But she kind of does a lot of shit. It's way more than Housewives. And so, and I think what she did these in just like that episodes and just really blew up and her audience really grew and, you know, yeah. it was great. And it, and she came out with these things like right away after the episodes came out. And, and it was so much the same vibe as We Love to Hate Everything. I felt like it just was like, oh my God, I feel like this is just like, you know, an, an alternate version of that audience and that vibe and that tone. And Turns out that she is a big fan of We Love to Hate Everything. And uh, so, who isn't? you know, who isn't? So I was like, so what a small world. So then, you know, she had connected with like, you know, with me and with Amanda and with Jody and with all of us on social media. And then she made a video, made a, a podcast on her channel. And I thought it was, she was, you know, she said, oh, you know, shout out your podcast and whatnot. And I thought it was going to be like, you know, a little, a, a little minute shout out, by the way, you know, a blow blurb. And I thought that's amazing. That's so sweet. It was a whole 15 minute episode <laughs> reacting yeah. to parts of our episode and just saying the kindest things and just being so sweet. And she plugged best supporting podcast. I know So I, I, you sent it to me this morning. I was grinning from ear to ear, even though I wasn't a part of it, but, uh, Go on, but yes, yes, but you you certainly were right on. I because I I played the video on my TV, and so I was like, oh my god, like there's there's us. That's we're right <laughs> there. Um, we're on TV. Yeah. And so I it was just like the sweetest thing ever, and I'm so happy. I hope so many people migrate over to we love to hate everything. I hope so many people come to best supporting podcast. I, more to be announced later, but. Jen will be joining us on this podcast uh, later this month, likely, for a yes. very special episode that we have been wanting to do for a while. And I think it's kismet to have her join us. So um, I just feel like it's I, I feel like it's a matter of time before she gets added to the group chat at this point. Like, it's I just know. this lovely Internet, you know, connection that, you know, I don't know, it, it feels the same way I feel about you know, I mean, obviously, I, you know, yeah, I guess you and Manda and Jody and Justine yeah. is the same way I met you guys. And so same. it just makes me feel really good. And so my BSA of the week is Jen from Real Housewives Recaps, which you should totally check out on YouTube. She's got Housewives. She's got movie recaps. She's got there was like so much more than I even realized. And but just like that. Yeah, certainly. And just like that. And um, so, yeah. Uh, so, Jen, if you're listening, uh, thank you for all the love. Yeah, thanks, Jen. I can't wait to record that episode. I can't wait to meet her. I'm, I'm excited for this new blossoming podcast slash YouTube friendship. Yeah, me too. 
Well, as per usual, even on an episode like this, on every episode, really, we get played off. And it would not be an episode about of the Best Supporting Podcast if there wasn't currently music being edited and after later by me <laughs> while I told you in the past that we were being played off and you kindly played along. So we're being played off. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed we are. <laughs> so where can folks find more of you? Uh, they can find me on my other podcast, The Good Vanilla, which is a Barefoot Contessa recap podcast. And they can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I said Twitter. I thought I'd take it away, but Twitter's kind of fun this week with Oscar buzz. So follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Kachanov. How about you? Well, uh, yeah, certainly follow me on Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore or on Twitter at Colin Drucker. Or you can find me on my two other podcasts, All Right, Mary, currently covering season 14 of Drag Race and Drag Race UK versus the World. And in the details, a celebration of nuance. And I have got, I, I've just been saying this over and over. It's coming back, it's coming back. But I've already recorded an episode with a guest that's going to be coming later this month. But there's another one Ooh. I want to put out first. So, like, I'm a lady in my work. It's in the here. works, yeah. It's in the works. The It's kind of like when you order from Domino's and the tracker tells you that your your food's in the works. You know, they're, they're prepping your lunch for you. Send them a message. So... That's what's happening. Um, anyway, as I mentioned to all of our BS Atreons, there is no after show this week as we've covered most of the after show business here. <laughs> but if you do want to become a Patreon and you do want to get early access to episodes and going forward, get a, an additional episode each week with our after show, you just go to BSA. Nope, nope. You just go to patreon.com slash BSA pod. Yeah, and go follow us on our new Instagram account as well. Uh, I feel like we got a lot of new followers this week, which is fun. So, you know, more things oh, to good. come with that. And the handle for that is the same as Twitter, just BSA Pod. And if you're just an old-fashioned gal like us and you just want to send us an email, it is at thebsapod at gmail.com. Perfect. Unpeel those peepers and get yourself some rest, ladies. We'll be back next week. But uh, send us your thoughts. Who are you excited about for in terms of the Oscars? Yeah, who are you uh, rooting for, everyone? Who are you rooting for? What's your take on cold pasta? And, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and that, as they say, is that. <laughs>